Hey, this is Coco Columbia. You're listening to Sounds of PDX. This is Travis from the audio sequence. I'm Vince. I'm Boyd. This is Josh from Adverse Effects. Hey, this is Logan Lynn. This is Anthony Medici from Liquid Light. This is Josh. And this is Nick. We're Talk Modern. You're listening to Sounds of PDX. Sounds of PDX. Sounds of PDX on PRP. Welcome, welcome. It is Tuesday evening. You're listening to Portland Radio Project. I'm your host, Luke Neal, and this is Sounds of PDX, and I have very special guests with me in studio tonight. I have Small Million. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you. Thank yeah, you. it is. It's well, it's overdue because I've wanted you guys on the show for a long time, but you're going on tour and we have something to really dig into and chat about. And I can't wait to uh, share your influences with our listeners. Yes. So yeah, awesome. super rad that you're here. Um, what we're going to do tonight is be playing their influences. I got a couple local picks. And then at the end of the show, we're going to be playing their entire EP. Uh, the single that came out on the PDX Pop Now uh, compilation, which is called Loan. And we have a special surprise. Would you like to uh, let our listeners know what's going on at the end of the show tonight? Maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll keep it building and hyping. But Ooh, I, I will say that Double Plus Good, who's going on tour with us, is going to be in the studio later, and the surprise has something to do with him. <sighs> perfect, perfect <laughs> tease. Uh, with that being said, we're going to play a song called "Candy" from Small Skies. Uh, my special guest, Small Million, is sharing the stage with them next week. I'm going to get you details on that. It is my Vortex Show of the Week. Until then, this is Small Skies. You're listening to Sounds of PDX. Small skies here on Sounds of PDX. You're listening to Portland Radio Project. This is KSFL LP Portland on 99.1 FM or on PRP.FM. If you are streaming us tonight on the mobile app or online, uh, go and say hello on the talk board to my special guests, Small Million. Uh, Ryan Linder and Malachi Graham are in studio with me. Thank you so much again for being here. Um, you know, I, I gushed on you a little bit at the beginning of the show, and uh, anyone who listens knows I'm a big fan of yours. And this is this is why I do it. Like uh, I've told the story before, so I'll just, I'll do it quickly again for those who hadn't heard. Uh, I found out about Small Million through Vortex Music Magazine. I was on the Max, and it was super serendipitous. Uh, before I hit the tunnel going uh, to the zoo, I was able to download the entire EP, and I've been spinning it ever since. Uh, when, when did you guys release uh, your EP? I think it was so a little more than a year ago. We put it out in June 2016. Um, so, oh, gosh, this summer really just flew by, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it felt like a year ago. Um, yeah, so it was, it was in June, but we'd been working on it for a fair bit before that. It takes a pretty long time to make these kind of layers, but that's sure. kind of Ryan's, Ryan's specialty. Um, but uh, yeah, about about then, Crazy. and then I think Vortex featured us in a little after that, maybe July or August of last okay. year. Yeah, um, so it's been which about was a year. So great! It was really awesome to to connect with people that way. So I'm so glad you heard of us. Yeah. And, and you know, compliments again to you. We're going to listen to the entire EP in the second hour. But for me to not be sick of <laughs> five songs off of one record yet is a, is quite a feat. So uh, let's let's turn the 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 clock back. I want to ask both of you: What's your first tangible? memory with music oh that's our first tangible memory with music i think for me so i grew up um i've been in portland a long time almost my whole childhood but uh before that i was in boston moved here when i was six um and the soundtrack of my childhood was like 
John Cale and Jonathan Richmond always <laughs> playing in my house. Wow. Um, that was very much uh, some like Penguin Cafe Orchestra too. My parents have weird eclectic taste. That's and cool. uh, Yeah. <laughs> um, so I just have, every time I hear those, I feel like I'm a kid in Boston again, which I associate largely with... Um, like angry pigeons at eye level. That was sort of my whole experience in Boston was like really ragged looking pigeons and then also <laughs> listening to John Cale. So those yeah. are some of my earliest musical memories. Some very happy and very trepidatious. Yeah, yeah. There's an element of fear. There's an element of excitement, a <laughs> little bit of all of it. But uh, yeah, for me, it was, yeah, just listening to listening to CDs, like listening over my parents' shoulder to a lot of, a lot of stuff that has continued to be really awesome. Hmm. So yeah. How about you, Ryan? Yeah, I guess similarly, the influences would be from my parents. I, my earliest memories, I guess, are just of driving in cars because I grew up in LA, so okay. there's a lot of time spent in cars. <laughs> and my parents had these tapes, like mixtapes, basically of of a lot of Motown music. That was like they're both, you know, the the type of music that they both connected to. Like they both had other things that they would listen to, but but Motown was there. That was their, their Venn diagram. Exactly. <laughs> nice. Where it met in the middle. Um, so a lot of that I really enjoyed. Yeah, I remember, like, yeah, really enjoying that. And then also, it, it just popped into my head like, during Christmas time, music was. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, but like, no, it's a good like, musical time. Putting lights up on the tree and like listening and dancing to Christmas music with my family. And, and you as remain well. interested in beautiful, colorful lights yeah, right? and as connected to music. <laughs> that's true. Mm, yeah. so very are, poignant. Yeah. yeah. That's probably my earliest musical memories. That's say. really yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, well asking you about the, your influences, which we're going to highlight on the PDX spotlight playlist. Uh, speaking of which right now you can catch a Shannon entropy episode. It's live right now, but coming up, we've got skull diver, rare monk and Falcon heart. A lot of other great ones, uh, but an influence from this playlist is Hop High by Anna and Elizabeth. That's an influence of Malachi. What is what do these artists mean to you? I wasn't familiar with them. Oh, they're so great. They're so great. Um, so Anna and Elizabeth are a folk duo um, that's contemporary, but sounds like they're from hundreds of years ago. They're really incredible. Um, and so the song Hop High is an old traditional ballad um, that when I was just starting to play music was an early one that I played myself. I started playing ukulele like in college. It was kind of my first playing music experience um, right before ukulele was played by everyone. But uh, <laughs> I know everyone has always played ukuleles. Um, but uh, so I had this connection with this song and then I heard their take on it. This um, recording is a little bit more um, experimental than some of their other ones, which uh, some of their stuff is a bit more traditional ballady sounding. This is taking a traditional ballad and turning it into something totally weird and cool and I just have not been able to stop listening to it over the last couple months. Like it's, it's super so great. rad. Yeah, I'm yeah. so glad you put it on the list. It's another great benefit is I get to find out about all these amazing artists that are inspiring my great awesome. guests. I'm really glad you like it. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So we've got this, uh, more influences from Ryan as well. Like I said, their entire EP and a special surprise coming up in the eight to nine o'clock hour. So stick around. More with Small Million here on Sounds of PDX. Lisa LeBlanc, that's an influence from Malachi Graham. She is in Small Million. I've got Ryan and Malachi with us. Uh, I wasn't familiar with that artist either. Yeah. And the song is super surprising. It like jumps up and kicks it, you in the teeth. It comes and grabs it. Yeah, that's Lisa LeBlanc. I forget 
when or how I discovered her, but she's a um, uh, Canadian artist from, um, I think, Acadia, somewhere in French Canada. Okay. Um, and a lot of her stuff is in um, Quebecois and is really cool. She calls herself um, Trash Folk, <laughs> uh, which is just great. She's just, um, yeah, I really like things that combine the traditional with the unexpected. And I think both of those tracks do that in their own way. But yeah, Lisa LeBlanc, which sounds like two different actors from Friends, but it is neither. <laughs> it is a combo, and she is a Canadian songwriter, which is great. Super rad. And, and yeah. one thing I found really interesting is I knew you as the vocalist in Small Million mm -hmm. before someone had told me that you were like a folk singer, country singer, you know, <laughs> however you want to put it. Sweet. And then I went back and I was like, oh my gosh, I can totally hear that. Um, awesome. One of the first takeaways, and, and people you know, make different comparisons to different artists. But for me, a lot of the vocal stuff that was going on, especially like the the distorted vocal stuff that, mm -hmm. that is produced into your songs, reminded me of a lot of the layers from Tori Amos's Little Earthquakes. Oh, interesting. And she has like a folk country thing too, and that totally. was her first big pop album. Um, so it, who are some of the earliest singers to you that stood out and have helped shape your talent? Um, I remember... Um, Iris Dement listening a lot to sort of the way that she breaks her voice in a beautiful way and just, you know, on sometimes really spare, just beautiful, heartbreaking country songs, but she just has this grit um, that you can just hear just through the vocals. Also, Nico Case has a really a similar thing and I just am crazy about her. So yeah. those are those are definitely two artists whose voices just made me go, ooh. <laughs> and it, it, along with that, you said ukulele was your first musical instrument? Is yeah. That right? okay. yeah, I brought it to college as an icebreaker. I thought, this will help me make friends, but it just helped me make music. And as it turned out, that was better. <laughs> friends come later. <laughs> this is true. How about you, Ryan? What was your first instrument? Uh, technically guitar. But I I started playing guitar a little bit in high school. I took lessons and stuff, and it it didn't really stick until college, when I just was messing around with GarageBand and started mm. more with layers and a producer got a from the keyboard. start. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Simple layers, but but then yeah, once I once I had like little melodies written, I would. Um, then I started playing guitar again and kind of teaching myself scales or like different different ways of playing. But it wasn't um, it wasn't really until until college. But I would say, yeah, synth and and, and guitar were probably the mm -hmm. the two early ones. And I'm slowly but surely trying to get better at you know beat making. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, that's a tough one. For that's me. a whole nother skill yeah, set. Yeah. That's very cool. Ukulele was like a gateway drug to guitar. I play guitar now and. Um, it, I just I tried to play guitar initially, I think, in high school, and it was just too many strings, too many fingers, too many strings. I couldn't quite piece together the um, how to form chord shapes and strum and sing all at the same time. But something about the ukulele, just take away two variables, just two strings, because it's a four-stringed instrument, made it so much easier to get, and then it was so much easier to get guitar. So mm, that's yeah, a, that's really that's little, a good approach. A little pro tip for the non-musical. Yeah, I like that. Good yeah. heads up. Yeah. Uh, so let's look back to the playlist. Uh, Ryan, one of your influences was a track called Oh Love, um, and Brune, Brune, I, okay. I believe. Uh, yeah, yeah. That That's a little bit more of a recent... Um, inspiration, I guess. Okay, uh, but I, I I chose it kind of as a as an illustration of the type, the other side of my musical influences of like a strong female 
emotional vocalist. Yeah, that, that, yeah, exactly. <laughs> kind of like equate it to to part of the reason why I, you know, when I heard Malachi sing for the first time, I was like, oh, I want to make music with with her because um, it's yeah, it's a huge part of um, of of what I listen to as well. Um, but uh, yeah, there are many many artists like her, which. Obviously, I couldn't include them all, but but this this <laughs> yeah. track in particular is super beautiful. And actually, there's um, a music. Actually, it's not even a music video, but there's um, a choreographed dance that someone made. If you look up "Oh Love Dance," and it's like one of the most beautiful things I've, I've wow I've seen. Yeah, that's really rad. Sync yeah, yeah, it up yeah. and play it along. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, here's another influence for my special guest, Small Million. This is "Oh Love." Stick around. Lots more with Small Million. Clem Snide here on Sounds of PDX. That's an influence of Malachi. She is in Small Million, my special guest tonight. Uh, quick, quick shout out to Dan Cable. He said, uh, Oh, love jam reminds me of some Beth Orton. And I was like, yeah, oh, good call. Yeah. Thank you nice so much Dan. for, uh, yeah, thanks for hanging out, Dan. Love that you're here. Um, I do have to say, uh, it's going back to finding out that Malachi, that you were a folk or however country artist, however you'd like to say it. Yeah, yeah. It made me want to know how y'all found each other. Ryan alluded to it a little bit earlier. So tell me, how did this happen? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ryan? Well, so I moved to Portland specifically to have some time to, to write music. And um, I'd been in a, like a small project in LA where I was doing a, a more kind of a guitar-based psychedelic rocks-ish sound. Um, but I wanted to work with a female vocalist and I was kind of putting feelers out there. Nothing was really clicking. I mean, like I met with some people, but you know, didn't quite vibe. And then randomly at Holocene one night, mm -hmm. a bunch of my, I was out with a bunch of friends, and they, Maliki was randomly out there as well. They total coincidence. Total, it was a disco dance night at Holocene mm -hmm. um, that another friend had dragged me to. Uh, Not your scene. Uh, not generally, but I was <laughs> I was saying yes to life that night. I just felt really like let's do it, Good sure. For you. Um, and then ended up yeah meeting Ryan and talking about you know both playing music and realizing like oh yeah we play in pretty different genres though like I play Americana, you play mm. psychedelic rock. Okay, like what are we gonna? Okay, cool. But then he ended up coming to a show of mine like a week or so later, which was really sweet. Thank you, Ryan. Um, of course. And, support uh, local music. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Go out and see live shows. Um, and uh, just ended up asking if I wanted to try something different. Liked my voice and wanted to see if we wanted to try composing together. And so we did. I gave it a... I hadn't thought about playing in a different genre before, but... Uh, it just ended up being a really fun process, like writing together and it started out really differently than what we kind of landed on in the EP that we're gonna play later, but. Um, How so? What would you describe early Small Million? Maybe we were both more starting from stuff that we already had half finished. Okay, exactly. And yeah. that led to like, we didn't quite figure out what our united voice was totally. until we started writing totally from scratch together. And that process is sometimes like, um, sitting together at a computer and me singing little melodies and him making beats or playing guitar. And sometimes 
um, some of our coolest stuff has been more remote where he'll just kind of email me in the middle of the night, like, here's something, what, <laughs> is this something? And I'll kind of like try singing over it and maybe it's just ooze or laws at first and then send it back and he's like, oh yeah, okay. And then that'll make him take his thing a different direction. So it's like very intimate, but also remote <laughs> like collaboration, which yeah. um, has been really cool. So yeah, it's been a couple of years of doing that. So um, what was the first song that you guys heard that you worked on that you're like, this is our sound. I think we've got something. Six feet. Yeah. Oh, that's my jam. <laughs> yeah. Six feet was the one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause before, I think part of it also, I was just thinking that it, it comes from being pickier. Cause before mm-hmm. that we were just like throwing a bunch of stuff on the wall and like Spaghetti. trying everything. But then after six feet, when we realized it was like, okay, this is, mm-hmm. this is bar. where we, yeah. Yeah. Where we both feel inspired and, and, and are digging what, yeah you know, each other's bringing the table that we had that to work off of. And then if something came up and it like, we weren't feeling it, it was easier to more just- More willing to throw things to out. To move on, yeah. exactly. Totally. But yeah, that was like our North Star and yeah. just sort of keep going that direction. Good yeah. for you both. I mean, it doesn't, I wouldn't have assumed that you all have egos and that's just more proof of that. Like <laughs> to be able to just say, there's something here, let's take out a hammer and chisel and find out what it is. Mm-hmm. Like this says a lot about both of you. Cause especially coming into a project with previous material, you know, like right. well done. And, and it's such a balance, like bringing something new to the planet that maybe you can't compare to anything else is sometimes mm-hmm. scary. And I think something that the next artist on the playlist did, uh, which is Yancey, the lead singer from Cigarose, uh, released a solo album in 2010. And my wife will attest to you, I flew over the couch with glee to find that Ryan uh, also had Yancey as an influence. And um, no joke, uh, I'm currently in the studio right now with Kai on the Mountain, not this session, but the last session about a month ago on one of the drives home, uh, Kai had never heard Cigaros or Yancey. So for like two days, I was just feeding her this record. Um, so I, I can gush all night about it. Uh, this song, Grow Tell Tall, what does it mean to you, Ryan? Oh, I... D- <laughs> I still listen to the song and I, I can hear it over and over and over and over again. And it still brings me to this like really gut wrenching, beautiful place. And with, with a lot of music, especially now that when I'm listening to it, it's like, okay, I feel good for like, you know, uh, however many listens, like a short, short amount of listens, but it kind of like wears off its welcome. But, but yeah, Yonzi man, the, this whole album and Cigarose too, like it's it, I can always go back to it and be be brought back to that to that place. So, yeah. Oh. <laughs> if you're not familiar with this record, go check it out. It's called Go. It's a 2009 or 2010 release. I can't recall, uh, but I will say I've I've seen a lot of great live music, and this is uh, in my top five live shows. It's a perfect album. I'm so glad it's an influence of Small Million. Here's Grow Tell Tall by Yancey. Stick around. You are listening to Sounds of PDX on PRP.FM or 99.1 FM. We've been listening to influences from Small Million. Uh, and as Malachi said just a minute ago while we were off there, she's like, I love how it started acoustic and now we're vibing into the electronic and heavier mm-hmm. stuff. That is absolutely right. Uh, that was Cherry Blossom. Uh, but what do, we, what do we say? Stumbling was, was the artist? I believe so. Yeah. Really cool. Like, oh yeah. Super textured. Yeah. 
It's hard to say like electronic or house music now because the connotations from 10, even 15 years ago are so different, but like, totally. That's like vibey, psychedelic electronic stuff. Oh, completely. Super love it. Uh, What about artists like that? Do you think impacts your approach to small million? Stumbling in particular, I, I feel, especially in the beginning, I was listening to a lot of his, his, not only the music that he produced, but then he he would put out these mixtapes, which were some of the most interesting. This was like pre when Odessa got big and stuff, but it's like vocal samples, but then also mixed with like other types of artists like Radiohead or, or Tom York ish stuff all into like these long, beautiful, dreamy mixes. So it's like Mm. right around that time, all I was also listening to like DJ mixes that are like, pretty much like super dance heavy. But then I was like, Oh, you can, you can have this whole other still, still kind of dancey at, at times, but also then really sleepy and dreamy and psychedelic, like you said. So, um, right around that time. Yeah. I was, I was listening to that and then kind of starting to incorporate, um, techniques that I thought were really interesting of, of particular, in particular the vocal sampling. Hmm. Um, but it wasn't just him. There's like a handful of people doing it. Like purity ring was kind of doing it. Um, there's this group from my wife Spain. will love you for saying that. Oh, really? she <laughs> loves yeah. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. It was like uh, a couple people like right around the same time were like messing around with this technique. Um, and so I was like figuring out different ways to do it. And it kind of became a, one of my, you know, favorite parts of the whole music production process is mm-hmm. like being able to take Malachi's vocals and then turn it into an instrument. It's the craziest well. thing. He like maps yeah. me on a keyboard so that you can press a button and have me going like meep, move, 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 move at any, <laughs> any point. I can't do that stuff. Yeah. That's what was so your cool. reaction when you got the stuff back from Ryan on, on <laughs> night blooming? And uh, yeah. I love that rad distorted lo-fi. <laughs> yeah. Woo, like yep. yeah, yeah. Well, what did you think totally. like, well it's so not the music that i was used to listening to that he definitely had to like make me some playlists to prove like no, no no this is a thing and it sounds really cool um and now i'm now i'm hooked on it i think it sounds great but for yeah coming more from the like americana folk world i was like i just don't understand why is there <laughs> well speaking of folk um ryan and i were talking about the Soundbreakers um, series documentary and they say in one of the episodes that the new folk instrument is the laptop it's true. Yeah. yeah. Totally. That's really more. interesting. Totally. Right? Because you, really you have some kid. And exactly. 13 years old. That Everybody can, has a phone, so it's cheaper to get your kid garage band than a guitar. Like, right. That's totally true. Yeah. And I used to be of a different mind, but I don't think it changes the musical integrity. Like, Mm-mm. there's always going to be the people in the in the generation before. It's like, oh, don't play that on an electric guitar. It doesn't sound like an acoustic guitar. Mm-hmm. Like, there will always be advancements. And it takes a lot for people to, to just say this is... Yeah, it's a genre we, we may have done before, but we're going to do something really special with it. And mm-hmm. it takes a lot to step out on a limb and, and do those things to trust yourself. Yeah, and totally. it may be played to your advantage too, Malachi, that maybe you hadn't weren't that familiar with the genre. So yes, there's other bands doing similar things, but I don't think anybody sounds like you guys. Thank I had you. a different set of ears. Yeah, that's really sweet. I think Ryan too, coming at it from a totally different genre, like discovering this genre and then me really discovering this genre. Um, it's been a really fun, it's been a fun process. And yeah, I love, uh, I love the, I got to watch this documentary. I love the idea of the laptop being the new folk instrument because it's true. Like, mm-hmm. and people are bound to like spit on anything that, is for the masses, but like there's so much creativity in the masses to untap. Like, well, and I think some artists resonate with the masses because they're brilliant. Mm-hmm. And then people, you know, th- there is one thing 
to be said that just because somebody sells two million records, they're not a great artist. You know, there's a lot of pop, huge artists out there that don't deserve to be where they're at. However, that's the business side of the business, right? We're not talking about talent. McDonald's has served more hamburgers than anyone else, but it's not the best hamburger you'll ever have, right? So that's why I equate it to. However, there's moments where brilliant artists are embraced by the mainstream. And I think there's a lot of things that take place. Um, The musical cycle, social climate, and also um, just the availability to listen. And because of Mm -hmm. Spotify and iTunes, I think we have an artist like Kendrick Lamar that can do these things that are groundbreaking, Mm -hmm. socially conscious, but also drop your jaw to the floor Mm -hmm. as a musician. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ryan, that's another influence you submitted. Uh, Love by Kendrick Lamar. Uh, It's off of the latest release, I believe. Like, what can't you say about Damn? He's... (laughs) Well, King Kendrick, he's the he's the best, of the best. Well, I like I, I I love hip hop, and a lot of there's there's been a lot of really amazing albums that have been coming out from like you know Danny Brown or ASAP Rocky or or Schoolboy Q, but no one can, in my opinion, I I'm I guess I'm not like that that well versed, but no one can hold a, a candle to Kendrick because he has like not only does he have his flows amazing, his rhymes are amazing, but the production on damn in particular, like is so in- interesting and experimental. You have these, like, I don't I like this song love in, per- in particular, like I wouldn't even know how to, to like what category of, or what genre to put it in, you know? Yeah. It's like R and B meets early nineties gangster rap. Yeah. It's sonically, yeah, but then yeah. you've got this new school Southern mm-hmm. vocal. And the thing that blew me away about this too, is the, the amount of anticipation that was on his shoulders as a follow up to his blow up record. And he, he did it again. I think he dropped this like out of the blue too. It just was released. I love that artists totally. are doing that. Oh yeah. And every song, I mean, this is one of those albums. It's like a concept album. Same, same with the pimp of butterfly or Good Kid, Mad City. I'd say it's like it has to be listened to or should be listened to, like front to back, then maybe even back to front, depending on it. The, <laughs> the, uh, the different theories that are going around. But yeah, this. Oh God, it's, I can't. I can't get enough of of this album in particular. Well, uh, we've been listening to the influences of Small Million. We're close to the second hour. We're going to be listening to their full EP. Uh, We've got a song from Double Plus Good and a few more surprises. Stick around. You're listening to Sounds of PDX. Marijuana by Chrome Sparks. Kind of feels feels a little marijuana vibey. Yeah. You can see what in, what may have inspired that track. Uh, I'm your host Luke Neal. This is Sounds of PDX. I've got Small Million in studio with me. That was an influence from Ryan. He is in the band. Uh, we're getting real close to uh, playing your full EP, and we've got some surprises. Uh, we've got a special guest coming up here pretty quick. Uh, so before we do that, uh, we're at the eight o'clock hour. I want to give a quick shout out to Vortex and go over our shows of the week. Support comes from listeners like you and from Vortex Music Magazine, helping the Portland music scene tell its own story, both in print and online. You can find free issues of Vortex in stores or read about the local music scene online at vrtxmag.com. Thank you, thank you, thank you to Vortex. Uh, Chris Young, 
Love the partnership I've had with you. And it is because of your fine magazine that I know about Small Million. Uh, <laughs> I'm always grateful for Vortex, but most especially this week. Uh, let's go over the shows of the week. This Friday, uh, previous guests of the show, Human Ottoman, are playing at Mississippi Peak Band and Isaac Paris. Uh, that's this Friday, September 1st. Uh, Sunday, September 3rd at the Hawthorne Theater is guaranteed to be a phenomenal show. Um, I've had Young Elk on the program before. I've played Star Over Blue, and they are sharing the stage there. They will be joined by The Fourth Wall. So a really good show to check out this Sunday. But the show of the week and the reason my guests are here to talk about their upcoming tour is they're going to kick it off next Tuesday, September 5th with Small Skies and Double Plus Good at Mississippi Studio. What are you all looking forward to to go out on the road? Because this is your first tour, right? Yeah, this is our first tour. We went to Spokane earlier this year for a festival, but this is our first multi-show tour. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm excited to sit in a car for a long time with you, Ryan. That'll be (laughs) fun. Yeah, that'll be great. I'm excited to take my new new minivan out, really get her her sea legs. Legs. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, just see a bunch of friends and all over that I haven't gotten to play before. Before, so I'm. And you're I'm traveling as a two piece. Um, yeah, as a two piece, but we're also going with uh, Double Plus Good um, that will be traveling as a two piece as well. So we're a tight little four person mobile, and uh, it's gonna be gonna be a hoot. There's something to be said, you know, to be in a band like. Uh, the polyphonic spree or <laughs> even, you need a school bus. <laughs> yeah, or even like, uh, you know, Alabama shakes a big, big numbered band. Mm-hmm. You know, people think the advantage of being on stage and being able to have that surrounded, but then logistics, right? Mm-hmm. Then it's, it's insane. Yeah. I talk to our listeners. If they haven't seen a small million show about both the simplicity and immersiveness of your live show. Ooh, I like that simplicity and immersiveness. Well, so it's just the two of us and we're trying to make a lot of sounds between the two of us. So, um, Ryan takes lead as the sort of uh, producer. He's weaving a lot of the instrumental textures. And then I'm singing vocals. And um, I have uh, a lot of textures that I can put on that as well. And then we have some projections in the mix. And um, yeah, I think it's spare, but hopefully energetic. You're the first local band that I saw that had projections. Oh, cool. I get a lot of local music. And um, uh, I think I told you before, the first time I saw you at Kelly's, I thought, Oh, this is cool. They've got some imagery that, mm-hmm. but I quickly realized it was all synced up and, and part of the show. And <laughs> yeah. I just, I think it's so much, um, it, it says a lot to you and, and your craft because that's the number one thing um, I talk to bands about who are starting to play live is you got to tell a story for 45 minutes. There's always something's got to be going on, yeah. whether it's talking or tuning or in, interacting. And a small million show goes by fast because you're so involved <laughs> with it. Um, wh- who does the the video uh, stuff? Yeah, we, we well we both we both do. I mm-hmm. I actually went to to university for and studied film, so I kind of had a little bit of a film background. And then I think because Malachi's been doing a lot of videos for ear trumpet and stuff. Yeah, for work, I would do video editing at work. And it's just been, it's this cool. It's like, yeah, the projections are like this third band member that we both collaborate on and like get set up. And it's a lot to try and tell a visual story in addition to a sonic one. But I think that was a piece of advice that I got that really stood out to me is like, when you go to a lot of live music for people that aren't used, that maybe don't have like hyper-trained ears and are used to, hearing the differences between songs or even people that do, um, a lot of shows will change sonically a lot over the course of a set, but not visually at all. You know, mm. people will be standing in the same place or, you know, and coming from a folk music background, this is definitely true where it's like, you have to find a way to make your performance interesting when you're sitting in one place with a guitar for a long time. Um, but getting to have this other sort of 
color on our palette has been really cool. Um, and yeah, we've been working on some new visuals too. And so that's been on my mind. Yeah, it was cool for me to be familiar with the with the EP mm-hmm. and then to see what you mashed it with visually. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to get back to the playlist because we've got original music and a special guest showing up mm-hmm. uh, that we need to go snag. Um, but Malachi, I think this was your last influence uh, from My Brightest Diamond, yeah. The Good and The Bad Guy. I also wasn't familiar with this. How did you find this group and oh, what do they mean to you? Oh, she's so great. Um, so uh, My Brightest Diamond, I listened to a lot in college. Um, I think... I may have first discovered them when they did their collaboration with the Decemberists. So it's Cheryl Warden is the lead singer of My Brightest Diamond and has just done so many weird modal. She's classically trained vocalist who writes hmm. these strange like modal symphonies and plays sometimes so um, sometimes solo and then sometimes with a full band with this project and orchestrates things with like full orchestral arrangements. What? And she lives in Detroit now. I only realized recently because I had her albums like in my iTunes, but I recently looked her up on Spotify and found all these other tracks where these same tracks that I had like loved and fallen in, like been listening to forever, she had a lot of her albums remixed by like great producers and electronic artists. So she has a whole album of like Sun Lux remixing some of the songs from her first album or like different people. And that was just so cool to hear just layers on layers of like collaboration and back and forth. So this song is called, yeah, the good and the bad guy where lyrically it guts me. Uh, and the, the textures are just rise to meet it too. So I love that combination of like really powerful emotional lyrics and just like heavy, heavy sounds. Yeah. yeah. And it is exactly that. This, <laughs> this one surprised me. Uh, if you hadn't heard it, you're going to enjoy it. It's an influence from Malachi from small million. This is my brightest diamond here on Portland radio project. Ah, fan, fan favorite of my show here. That's Bo Bascoro, Show and Tell. My special guests tonight here on Sounds of PDX are Small Million, and we just had an additional guest join us. And Malachi, I'm going to have you do the introductions for our special guests. I would love to. We were just joined in studio by Eric Carlson of Double Plus Good, who we're going on tour with. <laughs> yeah, Yay, thank you for being here, man. What, Hi. A, what a killer Thanks surprise. <laughs> uh, so you tell me, I've been asking them questions all evening. Okay. How did you first hear about Small Million? It was on the uh, PDX Pop Now 2014 compilation, I think, which we were like both a part of. And I remember like listening to it. I just remember getting to their track and being like, what? Like, this is important. <laughs> like, this is so good. And then um, I had been booking a, um, a gallery called S1, and I asked him to play, and I met him. That I really liked him. It was really yeah. cool. It was really cool. Most of our first shows were just like we hadn't played out a ton when we were on PDX Pop Now the first time. So we just heard from a couple of people, and that's how we made some great friends like Eric. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. It was an early show for us. So that's really it was, rad. That was cool. And and you obviously get along with Eric as a human being. We do. Which helps when you <laughs> when you go on tour. Yeah. Right. Uh, so so far, what has your collaboration been like here in the Portland music scene, working with each other? Because you guys, Double Plus Good. I oh, mean, you mean just like what it's been like? Yeah. Working, working with Ryan together, and Malachi. Bar, right? Yeah. yeah. Was that our only show we played together? I think that's the I only show we played together. Yeah. We've, been, we've been excited about this tour for a while. We yeah. started planning this in like January. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I don't know. The collaboration, had, it was really easy. I mean, I think it was, they kind of came to me with the idea of touring and like I sort of counted it with like, well, how about we also cover a song together? <laughs> and like from there, it was just, it was pretty natural. I mean, um, 
once I suggested it, I think Ryan wrote a track pretty quick afterwards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like mm-hmm. we did a little like editing and I don't know, it was it was pretty like fluid and natural. It was like yeah. Yeah, it was great. That's the that's the best thing to hear as a fan. It's like there's no farce behind this brilliance <laughs> that I'm hearing. No, uh, yeah. And Maliki, you're obviously a fan of Double Plus Good because yeah. they're the next on our playlist here. <laughs> it's on my influences what? list, Eric. As an influence. yeah. Oh man, and I was you're hoping you could hear. Yeah. So well. gush, gush over Eric and oh, yeah. uh, tell oh, us why you like this song in particular. I would love to. So this track is "Take Me Dancing," Aww. which I love, which is <laughs> off Eric's new EP. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I got the vinyl of because I saw you play it at Mississippi Studios mm-hmm. for was that the release show or yeah, just? yeah was it when it was like foggy yeah it was yeah, foggy yeah, it was, it foggy, was cool okay. um, <laughs> yeah it was awesome um, and uh, it's just so beautiful you were playing were you playing solo yeah mm-hmm. you were playing it solo and just your vocals you're right here so it's weird to say this like oh it's so beautiful <laughs> um, and this track is just incredible and then he recently released he was just on tour in Europe and did um, an acoustic version of this song on a mm-hmm. rooftop in Vienna. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so I got to like hear all the lyrics really clearly and they're just as beautiful as the song. So if Aww. you get a chance to look, go on his Facebook page and it's this um, incredible acoustic version of the song. But just the production on the song itself is amazing. And just in terms of like interesting, cool pop in Portland right now, he's one of my favorites and Aww. we just happen to be going on the road with him. So that's <laughs> awesome. I, I will say too, yeah, after she saw you play at Mississippi Studios at, at Ear Trumpet Labs, she she dropped the track and she's like listen listen to this I was like okay okay <laughs> I was like oh my god I couldn't believe it uh, and and then she told me I was like oh yeah he's he's it's it's the guy that 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 put on the S one show. I was like, what? That's Eric. Yeah. <laughs> it's like so crazy. Yeah. yeah. He was like, is it from the eighties? Is it from the fifties? Is it from right now? And yeah. all those questions are going to be running through your minds, Yay. listeners, as Absolutely. we play this track. <laughs> Fantastic. It's great to have Eric here to be playing his songs as one of uh, the influences of Small Million. Stick around. We have the entire EP from Small Million and a special surprise. You're listening to Sounds of PDX on Portland Radio Project. That's right. Big thanks to Living Room Realty. They are a supporter here of Portland Radio Project. They make it possible for us to do what we do, like play brilliant local bands like Double Plus Good. We just heard <laughs> a track from them. Uh, yeah, man, that's really timeless. Thank you. Yeah. It just seems like a song that, yeah, it harkens back to a certain era, but it could be released anytime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was kind of the challenge of producing that record was, I don't know, trying to somehow like make something that sounded like you couldn't really put your finger on where it came from, you know, mm-hmm. like well done. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> really, really good. Uh, yeah, we, we just have a really nice platform here at PRP. So I wanted to give a shout out to uh, our supporters. Uh, go to PRP.FM. If you're not there already, click the support PRP button and find out how you can support great local music. And thanks to everybody on the talk board tonight. Terry, Carol, a couple of other listeners are enjoying our playlist. And now for me, I get to yeah. dive in and ask uh, one of my favorite local bands about the brilliance behind their EP. So we're just going to go start to finish. There's <laughs> cool. not a bad song, so I'll just put it in the order you all um, put it in. Overarching, before we dive into it, w- was there a central theme and or something that inspired uh, these five tracks? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> now everybody thinks their phone is buzzing. No, that's just me and my uncertainty. <laughs> Uh, Ryan, you want to answer? No, no, I want you to answer it. Uh, um, I guess the only theme would be kind of like what we were saying post after or after writing Six Feet, just making sure that we had songs that both of us were mm-hmm. um, kind of in tune with. So, yeah, there, there, 
it was we we hit like at a um, a point where it's like okay we we found a, this emotional mm-hmm. sound that we want to go with, and that was about. It, I guess. I wanted to make sure there were uppers and downers. Yeah. Uh, so I hope it takes you on that kind of journey. Um, for me, like lyrically, I draw a lot of inspiration from poetry for this project. So mm. I think there's a lot of sort of different hidden references to, to poets mm. and stories and history and stuff is kind of my things that I really dig. So do you find um, when you write certain things um, in your poetry that they do you already hear the style of whether it's a small million or a, a folk? Do you kind of uh, know where they're leaning? Usually, so it's it'll. I have like a big shelf of poetry in my apartment, and I'll just if I'm drawing a blank, I'll just like pull down a book and open it to a random page and see if there's like a line that then I can branch off from. Mm. Almost always, the poetry stuff goes to small million. Um, <laughs> it's something about it can. I don't know. There, there's a lot of great poets. I, Edna St. Vincent Millay is one of my favorites, and um, she's a great poet of the 20th century um, who wrote sort of sonnets, both snarky and heartfelt. And like that snarky heartfelt crossover is my jam. Like that's, I think (laughs) a lot of stuff on this EP kind of points at that. And a lot of my favorite songs, some of the ones I've played in this influences chapter of the show have been in that vein. Um, So finding something that can both be um, sincere, but a little wry, Mm -hmm. Um, not like the bread, but like the (laughs) W-R-Y. Um, or maybe like rye bread. I don't know. That's a good kind it's of also toast. Good for you. D- depending yeah. on the time of day. Uh, and more, more particular, let's talk about Belmont, uh, 1923. Mm. Super rad song. I love the visuals live too. Thanks. Pretty yeah. hypnotic. Yeah. That's a horse. Um, <laughs> there's a horse in the videos. Is what upside I mean down by horse. That. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah, so that one's actually a really interesting story. So, um, this was inspired by a piece of history that I learned um, that in Belmont, New York in 1923, um, there was a horse race um, at the Belmont racetrack uh, where there was a relatively new jockey in the race um, and he was in the lead and he won. The horse I think was totally green too. on the final stretch, he was like well in the lead. He crossed the finish line and started sort of just like flopping around up there on the horse. And people were like, wow, that guy's kind of showboating. He just won his first race. (laughs) He wasn't showboating. He had died on the horse. He had a heart attack. People think because he was so excited that he was winning. Um, So it's the only recorded instance of a dead man winning a sporting event. I think the horse won the sporting event. We can agree. And the horse was very much alive. But so this track is called 1923. The horse was called um, My Sweet Kiss. So that kind of plays into the lyrics. But I wanted to take that and look more at... um, at life, <laughs> at life and death. I yeah. would have never guessed that that was the inspiration. Uh, I knew it was somewhat horse related. Uh, yeah, killer stuff. We're diving in now. Uh, if you're on the talk board right now on PRP.FM, be sure to say hello or on your mobile device. If you're driving around town listening to us on 99.1 FM, pull over to a safe spot, hop on the talk board, mm-hmm. let us know what you think. Here's Small Million with Belmont 1923. Your sweet kiss And the two of us died And it felt like
to the finish line to the finish line I'll take my time to the finish line so
How can you not feel inspired? This music takes you places. That was Six Feet by Small Million. The first song I heard um, from them, and we were just saying like when Dan Cable had you guys on the program, he had texted me wondering what song I'd played for him to uh, convert him to the Church of Small Million, and that was the one. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for joining me tonight. We're in the middle of your EP. Uh, what inspired Six Feet? Six Feet? What, I think you started with a bit of a, a bit of a something, right, Ryan? You sent yeah. me. This was one of those ones where I had just pretty much the the synth bass and a little bit of pretty much the start of the song written, and mm -hmm. I sent it over to her, and she immediately. It was like responded. same night. Yeah. I had almost all the verses back, and wow. that was yeah. that was in Edna Saint Vincent Millay. Like a couple lines of the first verse were from a sonnet of hers that just just got me thinking. I think it was like the only joy I know, six feet underground or something. And I was like, oh, I can work with that. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but I think just that imagery of um, like seasonally affected love disorder, like just <laughs> the way that your feelings for someone even that you're crazy about can change drastically from like December to June or from June to December in the, uh, in, the in the worst, worst side of it. But um, yeah, so lyrically, I was I was drawing a lot on that, and just that feeling of of cold, coldness and warmth, and mm. and heartbreak and heart mending, and um, just sort of like if it's winter and you're sad, just stick with it a little. You may feel differently in a couple months. <laughs> huh. And uh, once again, Eric from Double Plus Good is with us. Hi, the man, the myth, the legend, the creative force. <laughs> uh, Six feet was the first small million track you heard. Right? It was. Yeah. yeah. What were your first impressions? I don't know. I just was like. I mean, I, I heard it on the, uh, the PDX pop now, but then like when I heard them live, I just, I don't know if I said it to you in person, but I was just like, how have I not heard of you guys before this is crazy? Cause like, I, I was like, Mal has like my favorite voice in town. It was, it's just like, it's so good. And I was just like, this is like your first con. Like I just remember being like, I'm being like, are you kidding? I don't yeah. know. That was my first impression. It was just like, I I, I can't believe I'm just funny at it. I mean, <laughs> wow. I, it wasn't like you had, I mean, I guess if you were just starting, we it wasn't totally We didn't have any totally EP yet when we yeah. played yeah. that show, yeah. Wow. I know, so it was just, I was just floored live. And I mean, it was cool. I think live you were also playing acoustic and seated. Oh yeah. And like, <laughs> it was just it was just a whole like barrage of information because Mal is playing the um, ear trumpet yeah, I sing with an Ear Trumpet Labs microphone. Like, yeah. and she was like, oh, and my dad makes these. And I was just, it was just like, what upon what upon, like, what? It's <laughs> <laughs> unfolding. Yeah, it was really awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, like we're saying, was... it's a really small town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ryan, uh, for, for my gearhead listeners, uh, what do you use for production? You were talking about a simple bass line and some sequencing, right? Yeah, so that is constantly changing. Um, but my newish setup, I would say, is... Um, I use Ableton as my DAW. I have Ableton Push, where that's where I do most of my vocal sampling with. Um, I use a bunch of different VST soft synths for, um, at least I did in the past, but now I'm slowly moving towards using uh, the Korg, just the Korg Mini Log, and I just bought a Prophet 6. Oh, <laughs> man. Snap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So VST-wise, like, did you used to use Reason, um, Waves? Yeah, I, I, originally, actually, I did all my writing. Uh, in the, actually, probably Six Feet was written in Reason. Mm -hmm. I was going back and forth between Reason and Logic, but then... It sounds kind of funny, but because I loved the, I loved reason sounds, but it was difficult, especially at the time you couldn't really record into it. So I'd have to write the 
the beats and the, and the synth in Reason, export it, bring in a Logic, record Malachi in Logic, and there's this whole process. But then after we started doing um, more live shows, Malachi was using Ableton, and mm-hmm. I, I totally got into that. And the push, Ableton push was made specifically for, I mean, to use with Ableton, mm-hmm. and it's right. just a whole nother, um, it's opened up the doors musically for me as far as just like different ways of, of writing because it's in grids with different types of patterns. So it could, it kind of takes me out of my normal process of writing with just like an actual keyboard because I'm, you're, you're doing just visual patterns. Sure. I mean, you can like set the key and all this stuff. Yeah. It's super, yeah, super interesting, but yeah, I, I, I like the sound of a lot of VSTs, but I am, there's, there's, as I get more into analog, there's definitely like a difference in, in texture and fullness. Yeah. That, there's a tangible yeah, thing there. Yeah. Um, so who would you say has production credits on the EP? On the EP was, it was just me and Maliki and, 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 and Maliki's Mixing dad, wise, my dad helped a little bit. Yeah. yeah. He, he did the, the, the mastering and stuff. Oh, and, I was going to ask who mastered. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, he's a huge help. What was your dad's response, Malachi, knowing you, your previous work? To, oh, he was so into it. He's so into it. He started playing synths himself now. He's, <laughs> in the last couple months, that. in the last couple months, oh, he's like, I'm playing with synths too. Oh, like, yeah. That's awesome. yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, I don't think I told you that yet. No, you didn't. Exciting. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a, relentlessly supportive. It's it's almost too much. <laughs> turning a tech head into like onto synths is like kind of dangerous. <laughs> oh, probably. God, like, I know. Oh yeah. my God, there's this whole I know. thing. He I, already builds microphones for a living and he's like, wait, I can make sounds <laughs> yeah. like this. Yeah. And ladies and gentlemen, not just microphones, <laughs> ear trumpet lab microphones. Yeah. If you don't know what's up with that get on it um uh next song on the playlist let's go to night blooming this is uh beautiful i love the visuals on this too the uh the time lapse of the flowers is a super rad uh how did this song come about night blooming how did it come about was this one i think it was like two separate oh yeah songs. this yeah, was yeah. um this was uh actually some little snippets of lyrics that i had um from my folk project that i was always um, really into, but was never able to quite, it just never quite worked as I was orchestrating it with guitar. And so I opened an old songwriting notebook and found it and was like, oh, this could be really cool in this new direction. Um, and it was always meant to be more of an electronic song. So. After yeah. hearing about your previous vocal pass, mm-hmm. this song made more sense to me. Interesting. Because mm-hmm. it does, it feels like in the nucleus that there is the singer songwriter core to this, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. lyrically, it feels, um, I don't know how you guys created the, the, um, atmosphere ambiance, but like the lyrics in the verse mm-hmm. with what's going on musically really paint a picture. It feels cold to me. It's weird that you talked about winter on the last track, but yeah. this one feels like a little bit of isolation, not in a yeah. bad way. But, I think mm-hmm. a lot of this album is have evoked kind of seasonal stuff. So whether it's like from the summer looking at cold or from the coldness of winter looking at summer, like sort of wanting what you can't have. Um, <laughs> but uh, definitely that's a six feet theme, but I think it comes into play on the other ones too. Yeah, super rad. Uh, we are moving along here in the EP for Small Million on the PDX Spotlight playlist. We just talked about it. Now you can hear it. This is Night Blooming on Portland Radio Project.
growing the local market and community makes a difference. Premier Mortgage offers a variety of fixed and variable rate mortgage loans in Oregon, backed by local experience and local servicing. That means quicker decisions and more flexibility. Equal housing lender, NMLS, 1169 at PMRloans.com. Sleep long, sleep hard
That is Sleep Long from Small Million. We are enjoying their entire EP here tonight on Sounds of PDX. They are my special guests. Gotta ask you, where did that song come from? Sleep long, sleep hard. Um, hibernation theme? Hiber- it's another hibernation kind of theme, yeah. Um, that one's just a just a sad sound breakup song right there. Um, but uh, I don't remember specifically where it came from. Like musically, what do you think you were doing? Uh, I just had a couple of guitar parts written for that one. Mm-hmm. Actually, that might have been one of the one of the ones one of the fewer ones where I had like a tiny vocal melody that you took. Oh yeah, you wrote some of the lyrics on that one, and you made it better. Yeah, yeah well, I'm, I don't, not I don't, I'm not saying yeah to that. I'm just no, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though. Um, yeah, that was kind of cool because there's a bit of a back and forth um, between the you know the a person at war with oneself. So the different parts are sort of different, different arguments within your mind of what your, uh, what your next step is staying with this person, not staying with this person. And the part that was staying with this person, I think Ryan wrote (laughs) and the part that was not staying with this person. I wrote. Interesting. That's really cool. The band cynic. Yeah. (laughs) The first lyrics you helped with were on that one. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, Of the, out of the CP. yeah. Yeah. I think a good partnership, whether you're a five or two piece band is knowing each other's strengths and weaknesses. And that's something that is done in every project. Eric, Mm -hmm. you deal with the same thing. I was asking them earlier, like what are the benefits of being in and touring in smaller groups? Because I brought up the polyphonic (laughs) spree. It'd be great to have 30 people on stage with you. But uh, can you share some of your ideas on that? Um, you mean just like being smaller in general? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I've always kind of had like different sets of collaborators in like different periods. And, um, but yeah, mostly I've been a small, small project and I don't know, it's just kind of easy to like, I feel like more compact, easy to like mm-hmm. travel and like go. Um, and it's, you know, I think it's easier to be democratic with one other person yes, than five, absolutely. you know, like, I was going to say that. So, yeah. I mean, cause even as uh, much as somebody will be like, oh no, I totally understand. I'm like just the bass player. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, after like even a month of that, suddenly the bass player is like, you know, what would be really cool <laughs> is if we did this video that does like blank and you're like, oh man. <laughs> yeah, like, in a four piece, you have to be a dictator. It's yeah, definitely it's true. Hard. Yeah, like, yeah. I always tell friends, like I, I like save my nose for like, kind of hardline thing so it's like you have to sort of like mm. if you're collaborating that hard I thought you meant your nose like the nose on your face to save my <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> like the actual like the times I say no that yeah. but like mm-hmm. cuz you sort of have to make some concessions cuz someone will come along with an idea you really don't like and you have to be like well I mean I've said yes to like four little yeah. things and I have to say you know and it's it's hard to kind of balance that with like five people so yeah. Two people is much easier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rad. I'm, I'm sure you guys are going to have a blast on tour. Uh, yeah. We're going to get to- three people. Oh no! <laughs> They're already making Four. trouble in the studio. Uh, but uh, you can catch them next Tuesday night, a week from today, September 5th, with Small Skies, Double Plus Good, and Small Million are going to be at Mississippi Studios because. They're hitting the road. They're going to be sharing this music, uh, beautiful music with everybody on the western part of this great nation. Uh, I'm going to put the link on the talk board. Um, So I'll put the Facebook info on there. Go to PRP.FM. I'll stick that on there. Uh, But before I do that, let's hear about Little Light. It's the last song on the Small Million EP. Uh, Why did you pick this to end the EP? Because it was sort of bopping. Yeah. It was a little more <laughs> leaning on a high it. note. Yeah. Um, yeah, a little bit more of a, a dancey number. This one's, this one's always fun to play live. Um, yeah. And I think crafting the flow of the EP, I didn't want to leave you on sleep long. That, that brought you down, <laughs> that brought you down low. Let's, <laughs> let's send you off with little light. And I think Ryan's always drawn to like dancier songs. And I think some of those might be on whatever we do next as well. But, um, 
Yeah, That's I what like I like both. about Little Light. Yeah, you like both. Super dancey and then super mellow and sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to hear for our listeners a bit of a transition right now because the next back-to-back songs are Little Light, uh, the last song off of the EP. And then the song that came out this summer, Lone, it was on the uh, PDX Pop Now uh, compilation. Let's talk about that. Eric, what are your thoughts on I this song? I love this song. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, it gets stuck in my head. It's just one of those, like, the, the chorus lyric is, like, one of those kind of classic, like, it's so... Simply, you, you kind of like can't believe it hasn't been there before. Like, I think that's the <laughs> hardest thing to write is something where you're like, wait, like this is new. But like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, yeah. I mean that in like. Little y- secret, Ryan wrote that chorus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's actually, yeah, it's one of the, f- it's the only tr- small million track that I had pieces of it written a long, long time ago. And then. Similar to Sleep Long, I brought it and... It's and, morphed a lot, though. Yeah. yeah. Oh, completely, completely. It Like, a lot, a lot. But that chorus was... was as the, had, the, had the stupidest lyrics I don't even want to say. But. Well, yeah, he had some <laughs> lyrics, and he was like, we could do something like this. And I misheard what he had written and was like, that's beautiful, this? And what I misheard is what we ended up with. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really excited. For those of you who haven't heard it, uh, Lone is so good. I've played it on my Thursday show quite a bit. Uh, but we have another surprise. We'll go ahead and give them a little bit of the details. You're going to want to stick around for the end of the show. A brand new song called all flowers in time we'll get you the details on it but it's a collaboration from my guest in studio we'll get you the details stick around this is little light from small million on sounds of pdx
sonic goodness of my special guest, Small Million, uh, that was mm-hmm. loan off of the PDX Pop Now compilation, which rumor has it that song is going to appear in maybe a different iteration on future releases. Mm-hmm. Uh, and unfortunately, we are near the end of the show, so uh, we've got a special track to play. Uh, let's talk about this collaboration between Small Million and Double Plus Good. Yeah, this I've is- heard this song once all the way through. And it's brilliant, so I can't wait to see how this came together. Um, This is a totally exclusive first listen. We haven't even announced that this exists yet. This is premiering on Vortex Magazine on Thursday. Yeah, that's right. Um, So that'll be the first time you can stream it anywhere. Other than that, this is the the very first time people are going to hear it. Um, This is a collaboration cover. I really wanted to sing with Eric, and he brought this song to us. And uh, you want to talk about it, Yeah, sure. It was crazy. We, like... uh, like in between uh, Mal talking to me about touring and us agreeing to like do it, like I had watched this Jeff Buckley documentary. I, I can't remember the name of it, but um, in it, I didn't realize that he and Liz Frazier from the Cocteau Twins had been like romantically involved. And oh, that they, I didn't know that either. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. And then, but then I guess they had also recorded this one demo that they never released called All Flowers in Time. And it was like, I don't think I even responded to say yes, but I was like, once I got around to responding, I was like, yes, we should tour. Also, we should cover this song because <laughs> I I don't know, like I just heard it and I like exactly thought of your voice and I was like, this could be such a fun project. And um, I don't know, then the lyrics are just, I don't know, the, mm. the content of the lyrics is just so, it's so like compassionate and like really mm. nice. And it's just, it's a really nice dynamic between like a man and woman singing. It's not mm-hmm. like it's not totally singing about them being super in love. It's not singing about them falling out of love. It's kind of about like talking about them, like someday getting out of like a funk or something almost, yeah. you know, like, yeah, I thought I just, the whole thing just, I don't know. It gives me like goosebumps when I it think It kind of feels it. like two different songs until the end too, yeah. which I really like. So it's kind of like bringing our projects together. And then Ryan brought it all together with the production, um, which was super cool to hear it come together. We, the, the vocal stuff and then Eric did some of the guitar stuff on it, but then Ryan was working on getting a production mix ready. Do you want to, what, what was that process like? Yeah. I, it was super fun because we had Malachi and I had been talking about doing a cover for a while and just like never really got around to it. And then when Eric presented it to us, it was kind of like, Oh, okay, here's the opportunity to try something new out. And the original track is literally just the two of them and an acoustic guitar for like five minutes. It's like this, yeah, again, super dreamy, but it, it, I really had to to do a decent amount of experimenting. Like in my before sitting down, I was like, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure what I'm gonna do. How we're gonna make this our own? Mm-hmm. But then once I sat, it like it came out really quickly. And then Eric and Malachi came. We recorded, and it just like mm-hmm. kind of like we were talking about earlier, it just moved really fast. And <laughs> it was yeah, inspiring to work with someone new. And obviously, I I love Eric's voice and. Yeah, it was it was a really fun new process. You worked me. like quick. Like I remember, <laughs> yeah. we like we like talked about it like <laughs> once. Yeah, I think maybe not even in person, but then I saw you guys at like Holocene. I think at like a gold Cassie. I can't remember mm-hmm. what show it was at, yeah. but then you were like, I've actually already made a demo of it. If you want to hear it in my car, I was like, all right. Like, <laughs> yeah. just talked about it. And I was like, of course. Yeah. yeah. You so magician. Yeah. That's, yeah. Really, that's awesome. We needed like a really good reason to do a cover. Like Ryan, totally. I know this from songwriting with Ryan, like he will not work on something unless he's like, yes, this is the thing, which is great. Cause it means that the things that get done are really good and he yeah. really cares about. And so we'd, yeah, we'd sort of tossed around the idea of doing a cover, but to orchestrate one, like to do it well and to make it our own, we'll take, 
basically as long as writing an original song. So most of the time we write an original song and then hearing this one, when I first heard this track, I was like, oh yeah, this is <laughs> the, you know, when I heard the original version of it, I was like, this is something that we can do something mm. really cool with. Yeah. Totally. I can't thank you all enough for letting me debut it here. It's such oh, yeah. an awesome surprise. Uh, we'll put the link out later in the week. I'll be sure to share it um, once Vortex releases it. So thank you so much uh, to them for being involved as well. Big shout out to Chris Young. Uh, before we play this song and I let you out into the evening, any goodbyes or shout outs you'd like to give? Well, thank you so much for having us on. Oh, like, my this pleasure. is just so cool and such a neat way to come and play some songs that we love. And then you play some songs of ours. And uh, yeah, it's awesome. Thank you so much oh, for having us. Of course. Us. Pleasure's all mine. Yeah, I just want to give a shout out to Brock Grenfell from um, Gold Casio for doing the final mix on the on on this track. He's awesome and and it was a pleasure working with him as well as like another uh, collaborator on on the project. Yeah, oh, you guys covered everybody. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> Thank you so you much. Too, oh yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for dropping also, by. Also, did we talk about the 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 tape no. thing? Yeah, maybe that could be oh. my little plug. Is that yeah. um, uh, at the big show next Tuesday? Um, we're also releasing this on tape. So there's going to be a special, it's a, it's a double tape. So it's a small million double plus good mm -hmm. kind of like special tour yep. collab tape and only a hundred copies available yeah. with custom oh. cut cases. Yeah. Mal designed the cases. They're super so cool. It's, yeah. So there's going to be a physical component to this. Too. <laughs> Limited time swag at the show yeah. next week, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> thank you again for, uh, for everyone being here. This is your last reminder. September 5th was small skies, double plus good and small million. Uh, I'm your host, Luke Neal. This is Sounds of PDX. I'm reminding you to discover and support local music. This is Small Million and Double Plus Good with all flowers in time. Have a great evening.